Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your Monday? Wonderful. Love happy time summertime. So it's good, good, good yeah. stuff here. We, uh, you know, as the daylights are staying really, really dark late at night here. We're recording at nine, and it's still pretty, pretty plenty light out, and it'll be light until eleven. I get to stay out longer, get up earlier. Great days mm-hmm. are great. Mm-hmm. I say that to counterbalance my complaints about the the winter time when we're like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, winter sucks. Sure, sure. <laughs> I I go back and forth. I'm, you know, we've been doing this podcast almost four years now, right. so yeah. people will know that I prefer the the cold and the cool. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did something. Let me just let me just kick it off here a little bit. I did something a little crazy, not insane mm-hmm. crazy, but. A little out of the norm for me. I've been talking and hinting since uh, I sold the house. We sold the house. Um, that I have been thinking about uh, doing some some traveling, maybe doing a little bit of a nomad life kind of thing, which feels like a really pretentious thing to say. But <laughs> oh, a vagabond! Um, You're going to be a, a, a gypsy vagabond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I like. Everyone did last year. I work remotely and have done for the last 10 years. Um, and so my thought, once I once I was free of the house project, I'm like, I have been saying since I started this job that I could work and travel at the same time. Um, I tried it back in 2015. Sarah and I went to Ireland for five weeks. And it worked, but not very well. Like the time difference made it challenging. And then, you know, trying to balance all the the stuff there was to see and do. Anyway, I didn't want to get too deep in all of that explanation and justification. But last week, right before the podcast, I bought a travel trailer. Ooh. Camper. Travel trailer. It's really... Oh, I see pictures of this. Right. It looks nice. Yeah. I've I've shown you pictures of it. Um, It is a 20-foot Forest River wolf pup. Uh, Forest River Cherokee Wolf Pup uh, 16FQ. So if anybody wants to look that up. I know it's a very complicated name. My coworker has the same thing, but a little bit larger and has bunks because he has kids that he takes with him. Mm -hmm. Um, So he needs a a little bit of a larger rig, as they say. It looked really nice. Um, It looked like lots of windows, which was good. Yeah, it's it's got a big window along the dinette. Um, I'll probably tweak and customize some of the some of the things to make it work, but it's really just the first step, which is funny because it was not a um, not a small purchase. Right. Um, I mean, it's toward the lower end of the of the spectrum. I'm not going to say how much I paid for it um, because I don't have a vehicle that can tow it yet. Right. Um, I I told that to our buddy um, uh, uh, Lambert. And he, because he, he texted me out of the blue the other day, and he's like, "So you literally got the cart before the horse?" <laughs> he did. Or he totally maybe did. Maybe it's the other. Well, I mean, th- there are the whole towing thing is this weird. Comp- it's so much more complicated than I realized, and so I thought it would be better if I was. Um, it seemed to me like it would be easier to compromise on the vehicle then the camper like decide what camper i want and then get a vehicle that'll tow it instead of the the vehicle constraining what that, kind of camper i, I think get. that i think that's a good choice I, I, although i would assume that 
the vehicle is pretty much as important as the the camper itself because wherever you're traveling to you that's another comfortable comfy place you'll be inside while you know driving right 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 i mean yeah your afternoons and evenings will be in the main spot but if you're going to drive somewhere for three hours or so yeah and i think unlike the rv trip that i did back in march um i'm not going to move every day yeah um i've set the camper up in the the farmyard here where i'm staying just so that i could see um i had lunch in it yesterday and today Mm -hmm. just with the windows open it's a little it's it was warm this weekend but not quite so warm that i wanted to run the air conditioner oh yeah right um but just to get a feel for sitting in it and like what kind of cell service i get so there there are a lot of things i still have to do before i can even take it out um for weekend trips or anything yeah um but it's a step like i've i've spent the last whenever we sold the house the at least four or five months um watching youtube videos and trying to evaluate between like um the first YouTuber that I saw that I liked the idea, he has a Nissan uh, NV200, or he did. He has something new now, but it's like a cargo van that's about the same size as a minivan. Yeah. So if you picture a minivan, but the floor goes down further um, and it's just a box inside um, because he's one person, he does like surfing and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, well, that is really small like i wouldn't be able to stand up in it but they get like 25 miles per gallon and i'm like boy that's a hard like compromise and then there are the the big um people usually have transit um transits or fords um sprinter really they do all the there are a couple of makes that do it but they're the sprinter is the what people say like if you're trying to describe that kind of van you say sprinter even though that's a um it's a mercedes brand but um like there were those two options and then there's the camper like a tow behind camper or a motorhome like what i rented back in march and i'm like there are all these options and the only real decision i had made in that um in that uh area was that i knew that i didn't want a class c like the one that i rented there were just too many things about it that i didn't like yeah Um, and so I'm like, okay, well that narrows it down a little bit, but it's still like, even if I could decide between those three big categories, um, then in the world of travel trailers, there were, you know, hundreds of options. Yeah. And even if I limit it by like size, you know, I know that I'm not going to want something huge because I'm just one person and I don't need there's a whole line of, of what they call toy haulers that have a ramp on the back. So you can put four wheelers and dirt bikes in them. Yeah. Uh, and I don't do any of that stuff. So I'm like, I don't need one of these. Right. (laughs) Right. I still was down to like dozens and dozens of options. And so I went to a dealer near me there, uh, on YouTube. It actually was a funny sort of thing because I've, uh, my coworker told me about this channel youtube channel and the dealership that runs the channel is about 45 minutes from me my coworker lives in utah and i'm like how do you know about this dealer that's right in the town <laughs> near me right. um and then it turned out even more bizarre than that because when i was there buying the rv um 
the guy who does the YouTube videos, like that's his whole job, make, making their their YouTube content. And uh, at least it seems like it. He puts out, you know, like almost every day he's putting out a new video. Anytime they have a new unit in um, or a new trade yeah, that, yeah. that he's promoting, whatever. But he he came through the building and we could hear him. And I wanted to get a picture to send my coworker. And um, the guy recognized me. We actually went to school together. Oh, weird. It, wow. you know, in college, which was over 20 years ago. And I didn't, I didn't know him super well, but we, um, we had a lot of the same computer science classes and would, you know, kind of sit and share notes and make little jokes about the professors and stuff like that. Right. And I'm like, Oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I didn't, uh, small didn't world they say, it. right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, anyway, they had this, they had this unit in, it is used, but it's a 2021 model, so whoever had it before only used it a couple times and then um, traded it in for something a little bit bigger. Um, so, yeah, wow. that's my... And, and you're you're pretty happy with it, though, right? Like, feeling feeling good? So far, you know, I mean, I, I have all my various, various anxieties. Um, I haven't, you know, I haven't towed it or or, you know, really camped in it, slept in it or anything yet, but I'm... While I'm while I'm hunting for a tow vehicle, I'm you know trying it out. Like I said, eating lunch in it and seeing like what am I going to need? How am I going to lay out the space? How am I going to set up a computer out there? What do I need to um, get like a like a um, uh, what what do you call it? Like a a cell modem or whatever, like something to get better um, internet. Oh yeah, yeah. then than just trying to tether off my phone because um it, it'll, know, it'll be it'll be real when you when you just start moving actually like things out there right like yeah when you start yeah populating the drawers and things right that's right. that's when it'll be a when it moves to your primary place i guess you know what i mean yeah yeah as i start and i'm you know once i get a vehicle i'm gonna do probably some weekend trips maybe um go down like uh, my parents have property south of Bloomington. Maybe go down and set it up down there for a while, and come up and see you guys, or um, do whatever, whatever you I want. Some, any of that, right? Yeah, now. I've I have some vague ideas. Nothing, nothing real specific, but I'm sort of easing into it. You know, spending a lot of time on Amazon, buying all the all the extra stuff you need, hoses and. I mean, the, the idea and, would be this, that you could do wherever you want, whenever you wanted, for as long as you wanted. Right. I mean, as, yeah. long, as long as you scout out where to hang it up, you know, for a bit. Right. Right. And they're they're all different. You know, the, go on YouTube and there are dozens and dozens of people making hundreds of videos um, about all the, the different things. Like a lot of campgrounds have uh, 14 night limits. And yeah. that seems to me like a good unless I'm really sure that I like a place and it's like a private campground that I could do a, a full month or yeah. something like Moving every other weekend seems very easily doable as long as, you know, the place that I'm at is um, is nice. And then maybe down the road get to a point where, you know, I could be have enough solar and batteries to be off grid and still get, uh, get yeah, service. There used to be a place we go to all the time in, in Terre Haute or outside of Terre Haute. Fowler Park is what it was called. And they, they had the campgrounds there and they always had campers in the in the electric area of the camp sif and and they were there like all season 
right? They weren't there off season, but they yeah. were there all season. And and I always remember growing up thinking like, who who lives here all season? How's that even work? But you know, that, that's a perfect <laughs> example. Like, right? You just can say, hey, I'm gonna have this lot for three months or whatever, and then you yeah, and are there. and the um the private RV parks do annual rates, right? And so I think some people do that. I was kind of baffled by that one of the places I stayed on the trip because it was in Nebraska and not even like I stayed in a KOA that was between Lincoln and Omaha and I'm like, okay, well, you're close to a city here. So, you know, maybe there's something, but this one was like in the middle of Nebraska. I'm like, what are people doing here that they're parking a camper all year round? And I assume, especially in you know, 2020, 2021, that there are people living out of them because they don't have any other option. Um, But I think some people like, um, depending on where you live, maybe you can't store, maybe you can't park a giant uh, fifth wheel or class A uh, motorhome in your, in your driveway because of your HOA, or maybe you just don't have a big driveway um, because those are big, you know, like a city, the size of a city bus. Yeah. Um, And so you just pay for an annual pass and it's 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 there when you use it, um, but um, during the winter or whatever, you're just storing it there. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure everybody's everybody's situation is different. Yeah. So so I know that um, what what that means to to me personally is that uh, uh, you now I now have a free slot in the room for ICGCon, right? That you you have your house parked outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If there's if there's space in the driveway, I'll bring that and sleep in that, and then somebody else can uh, can have that air mattress in your master bedroom or wherever. Have else the slot. I slept. I I, uh, mm-hmm. I I have heard actually. From no, I was in the office last time. Right. I had I had a couple other people mention that too. I know that that Troy next time we we have is talking about renting a, a large camper and have his family come and stay there during the, the time, you know, park it outside. Now you're going to get, you're going to get angry letters from your neighbors and, and just fill have up the whole, like tra- trailers the whole all the way down the whole street with a bunch of trailers. Yeah. All right. What, what is happening in this you know, for these two, three days? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just a thing. We got, we got rock stars coming is what was happening. They're yeah. on tour. So showing up here, the something else I wanted to mention, and this is only, um, um, this is only connected by genre, but uh, I I picked up. It's not even new, but I discovered an anime from. I think the first season was made in sixteen or seventeen. Um, the English title is Laid Back Camp. Okay. Or uh, in Japanese, they call it Yuru, Yuru Camp. Y U R U. Can't spell. <laughs> um, and it's. It reminds me a little bit of um, a show that I mentioned, I don't know, probably almost a year ago now called A Place Further Than the Universe, um, because it's the characters in it are all high school girls. Yeah. Um, but it's a, I would kind of call it slice of life, except instead of normal life, the, the episodes are all about not completely, but they're mostly about them camping. Um, there's a, a uh, the main character is this girl who goes camping by herself during the off season. And so she goes to this place. That's um, it's sort of a beach, but like, like a 
seems like a gravel kind of beach, but it's a real place in Japan that um, has a lake. You look across this lake and you can see Mount Fuji. So it's it's very picturesque. And she goes there and she's the only one there because it's, I don't know, it's not winter, like there's no snow, but it is cold. So it's either fall or spring. And there's nobody else there. And she sets up a tent and a little chair and a little table, um, heats up water on a propane thing and makes a cup of curry ramen and sits in her chair and reads a book. And then, you know, she meets another girl who's the complete opposite of her, much more extrovert outgoing. And they become friends and there are a couple other girls at their school. And it's just very, like, wholesome. Yeah. I don't really have a better word for it than that. <laughs> like, I can watch it and, you know, in one episode, the outgoing girl and the two other girls who they all four go to the same school, they have a club because Japanese schools have, um, you know, their after after class clubs. Right. But they have their camping club they call Outdoor Activities Club. And they all go camping together. And the main girl goes camping by herself. But then the the clouds will clear up in the night and they'll both take a different picture of like the lake where they're camping. And maybe they can both see Mount Fuji from a different angle or something like that. And it's all just really sweet nice so if that if that sounds interesting to you i like it it's on uh crunchyroll i think i I, yeah see i think i saw some pictures posted that recently like it does look very very nice uh, pleasing looking anime thing uh it's kind of hard i watched uh grand blue eternal i think it's what it's called it's on uh, netflix i started watching a series i didn't know it was based off of a video game um, like I guess maybe mm. mobile game, but browser or mobile game, um, and and I'm enjoying it. It's one of those that I'm I'm playing while working, so it's on the side type thing. Um, very right. Final Fantasy feel to it. Uh, I mean, just the characters and the action. I always I always love watching um, anime that everybody walks around in full plate armor. I, I just it's it's great how fantasy is that way. Like you know, how do they go to the bathroom anytime they want to? all wearing their to, how do they sit down for dinner in their full plate armor with their <laughs> massive sleeves and <laughs> well if it's based on a game that's uh um that makes sense <laughs> right and uh yeah they, they all just you know, walk around their village in their their massive shoulder pads and their 12 right. foot swords uh, it, it's great i mean i'm being silly but you know, it's uh right it, it's nice. pretty it's pretty fun to watch it's got airships and and cool dragons and cool, you know, scenes and shots and uh, heroes and love and all that kind of stuff. And, and it moves at a pretty quick pace. It's like 20 minutes long. And there's only so many, I think, maybe eight episodes in one season. So it's like, and there's right. one or two seasons. So it's easy to, it's easy, right? It feels very easy. Yeah. Um, um, and and I, I'm not done with it. I think I've got like two, three episodes left. But it, it makes me feel good that I can just, I'm going to get through this and watch it. And I'll have a little bit of story and then be done with it. Not be done with it, but whenever it comes back out again, watch it later. So right, right, yeah. That's a that's a positive thing. I watched yeah, uh, it's a nice little short running uh, anime series. Yeah, right. Uh, I've got a the, the other Netflix one. There's the Dragon Quest one that I'm not sure. What I think it looks too kiddy for for what I want, but I I saved it. I, I used to um, play the the Dragon Quest. They used, it's called Dragon Warrior here in the S uh, games, mm. 
and mm -hmm. uh, makes me like, oh, we'll watch it in an episode or two. So I get several anime things light up, like lined up on my thing to make me, you know, we talked about last week, me trying to find those ones that move at a pace for me. Uh, so I'm, sure. I'm, I'm always now I've decided like watch an episode or two and I should know by then. Uh, and then that's the best way for me to suss out some anime. Yeah, my my brother Andrew watches a lot of anime, and I think anything that he is remotely interested in, he'll watch the first three episodes, and if it doesn't grab him by then, he'll he'll drop it because there's so much that yeah. you know they have like three or four seasons in a year, um, you know, which is why so many of them are like eight episodes, twelve episodes, yeah, maybe if they're if they're really long running, they'll have. 24 i assume the the ones that have been on forever bleach and one piece and those just go every week like sesame street but yeah um, and, and i don't want to generalize things but there's so because there are so much in anime you can mm -hmm. pre pretty much say like uh watch three episodes and realize that oh this is a this is a um boy saving his village from uh an evil overlord right. one right, right. This, that, that's this it's, that's this anime and like it's not moving. I can at that point say um, this is not moving fast for me or doing what for me. I can go watch another one that's a boy saving his village from a, an evil thing. <laughs> right, right. Because right? yeah. there's so so many. And, yeah, and I, do, I do have the advantage of not watching many in the past, but I can, you know, I got long long time to draw from. Sure. For, for backlogs. Um, and and it's we're really lucky that it's you know nowadays we can find those things like, like I said Crunchyroll and. Um, Netflix has got a whole lot and Hulu and things. You, there's places to go watch and, and choices to look from nowadays. Um, lots of anime out there. To, to look from. So that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm just kind of looking at something that looks interesting and watch a couple episodes and, and I could put it on. You know, I, I've always said that I, I work best when there's sound or something going on. So I always have it on my little down the corner in my second monitor or sometimes even covered up where I just hear things. Um, mm. so, so those, but anime usually has to be open cause I can glance over it occasionally helps me focus right. on the work. There's, there's usually something you want to see. I mean, I, I only watch it in Japanese, so I can't do that, but. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd have to, I, I couldn't do that cause I couldn't, I'd have to focus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, um, it's a good opportunity. We can do another, um, Marvel movie segment. Oh yeah, you 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 got to be close. Last week you were talking that you were we we are we are. But uh, uh before I I started in that we're talking about anime and and dubs. My sisters um really love a show called Haikyuu. It is okay. an anime about uh boys volleyball team. <laughs> okay. And they I mean they kept... there is there seems to be a subject for everything now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boys I mean, volleyball team. Okay, cool. One of the one of the shows, one of the new shows I'm watching this season is about a guy who plays uh the shamisen, which is a traditional Japanese um stringed instrument. It's okay. I would say it's like a guitar, but it's really nothing like a guitar except that it has a neck and strings. Right. Um and that's, you know, obviously even more esoteric. Haikyuu is very popular uh, in in Japan and I think in the U.S. as well. And they kept trying to get me to watch it. And I'm like, ah, I don't really like sports. And I don't <laughs> think I don't think I'm going to be interested in a show that's all dudes. All um, dudes. I'm sorry. <laughs> all dudes playing volleyball. But anyway, they wanted mom to watch it. She watches and anime? No, she doesn't. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and she 
like her idea of what anime is is like speed racer sure so, right, that makes sense and so we started it and she can't keep up with the subtitles right it's like across the sure. room right. uh, netflix they're kind of low contrast sometimes yeah and I know and she's feeling. not keeping up so so they switch it to the dubs which of course means like the first handful of times anybody says the name of a person or a place like my my sisters have a strong reaction because they're not pronouncing it right like it's one of the reasons <laughs> that i i don't watch dubs either because people speaking english are not pronouncing japanese names right um and then which is weird because those people are usually like people who've lived in japan who have studied japanese there's a whole why is it that they i there's a there's a whole thing about why i mean we talked about that a little bit when we had justin on talking about uh evangelion but um something about the way that those official english dubs are made um they don't and and I don't know, I, I think I said this on the podcast, but for me, because I know that the subtitles are not what they're saying, like it doesn't bother me. But if I hear someone in English um, saying things the way that Japanese translates into English, it sounds unnatural. Like okay. it doesn't sound like the way that people talk because they're not, because the, you know, the English translation is not, doesn't work. Um and that that's just me. But anyway, we watched three episodes of that and it was just funny because mom was so distracted and frustrated by all the things. It's like mm-hmm. why every time a character went into an emotion reaction, I don't know if there's a actual name for that. There's got that to trope, be. There's got to be. That is a that is an anime thing. Yeah, the background goes abstract and somebody's fr- yeah. or you know all the ways that characters freak out and it's that's another one of those things that to me is much more obnoxious in English dub than it is in Japanese. Yeah. Um and um man what is that? That's got to be you, I, that is one thing that characterizes anime for me actually is that that no matter how beautiful the anime can just it, it, there can be a weird cut where everything is one color in the background their eyes are really big their right their face looks like a chibi doll or something you know yeah it it depends on what the what the emotion happening is but it's just a way that they convey like the character is having some strong feeling they're shocked or (laughs) surprised or scared or in love or turned on or whatever right um anyway mom wasn't into it they got to (laughs) the, 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 the the main character in the show is a guy who's not very tall but can jump high. And okay. so his, his, he has this dream of playing on a team and being a spiker. And his, you know, the, the show opens with him describing this wall. There's like a wall of blockers, like hands coming up over the net mm-hmm. to block his spikes. And so even though he's really good, he's never had a team. And, you know, it's whole, I don't want to explain the whole show. But <laughs> the, the third episode ends with him, like, getting the timing just right because he's, you know, got another player who was his nemesis in middle school but now they're now they're on the same team in high school and he like sees past that and he does this this monologue inner monologue thing which is another common anime trope that you know his whole not his he says his whole life but his whole life he's had this wall he couldn't pass and now for the first time he can see over this this wall like he can hit he can jump and time it right 
and you know with the other guy setting for him so that he can see into his future and the music's big and it's a big you know big feels moment in the show and um you know my sisters were of course waiting for mom to you know be moved by that in some way right because yeah. it's a big inspiring like if you've watched um uh, my hero academia right they do that kind of stuff all the time yeah it's a it's a common it's a staple of the shonen genre um and it just it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me like she was <laughs> you know it was just too too different too ridiculous and strange and i i, I totally get that right like it is it is not for everybody i i still i mean it's uh, it's mainstream for japan but i still think that the majority of western you know watchers would watch an anime show and just not be overwhelmed with not knowing what to think right yeah at the, i mean at the, at the bare minimum that it's a cartoon anyway that right yeah that it's that it's animated but it's not like in the west most of our animation is is kids content and there is like you know part of the reason there are so many anime featuring high schoolers is because i think that's the majority of their genre yeah or their their um, their viewer uh demographic yeah. not genre um although i mean for me i didn't get into anime until after i was out of college so right. i'm sure that that you know i'm i'm not alone in that uh in that demo but um where in the I, actually i don't know if this is true like i think about all the all the marvel and dc animated movies um but i think about stuff when you know when i think that there are things in anime that are that are weird or unusual i think about even you know you go back to looney tunes and i watch that stuff as a kid so it all right. seems normal to me but there's a lot of weird goofy like you know we say cartoonish violence because they'd have like um you know Elmer Fudd shoots Bugs Bunny in the face with a shotgun <laughs> and there's just like soot on his face. Right. right. Like, right. um, and then, and stuff got even more weird from there. Right. Like I never really watched, um, a lot of the cartoon network stuff, but like Powerpuff girls and oh, yeah, they started to get, really, um, yeah. Have Dexter's laboratory stylized and, and, their own stuff. Right. Yeah. And stuff just got really like the characters would move and behave in these really bombastic ways. And I'm like, what happened to cartoons? And I mean, like, we, well, we still have that. stuff we still have changes that now. like Rick, Rick, Rick yeah. and Morty, right? Is it still a thing? And Steven, Universe yeah. And, and, and we have, so Kira. yeah, I, I was going to say that about the, the demographics, like in the West, we make animated series for adults. Like it's, it seems weird to call them cartoons because cartoons. I mean, I still, I still think those are still high school ish. I still think that that's the demographic that they're going for. Yeah, probably. Even when, when I was a kid, it was uh, like Ren and Stimpy and uh, Beavis and Butthead. And those were still targeted right. towards high schooler-ish. Yeah. And so you've got stuff like Invincible and Archer and mm -hmm. Harley Quinn. There are definitely animated series made for mature audiences. What, what do they um, say? 18 to 24. Right. That's the, the big thing. Yeah. Is sort of their... Yeah. their thing but anyway this is the marvel segment so we watched 
It's like, yeah, where, where are you segueing into Marvel there? <laughs> yeah, because it's it's watching stuff with mom, right? Oh, and so okay. she's right, sure. okay. we're we're they're like, uh, you know, whenever we're watching these Marvel movies, um, my youngest sister keeps checking. She'll look around to see. It's like the um the thing that I'm sure some spouses do. And you're like, you love something, and you're showing it to somebody who's not really, and like, yeah, you're showing your wife Star Wars for the first time. Right. And you know she's on her phone when right. find, you're like no. when 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 we're finding out that that Vader is Luke's father, like she's checking her Facebook, you know, feed or whatever. And you're like how, how um, could you be doing that right now? You know, yeah, right? and and you know it's the that whole weird thing about nostalgia and all of that stuff. But um, yeah. you know, it's all been it's been hit or miss. Um, I don't know. I haven't asked what her favorite was. It's probably um, either Captain either Captain America or maybe Ant-Man just because Paul Rudd is funny. Oh, Though the, the ants part of it might detract <laughs> from that. Um, but, but good old you know, and, and, for, and uh, she's always Avengers. She's always asking questions, right? Because she's lost and confused. She's like, uh, you know, are we going to see like who's... She's on IMDb looking at the cast. Mm-hmm. And so... She knew that um, that Mark Ruffalo was going to show up, and then you know my sister was very you know annoyed at that. She's like, "What are you doing? You're online looking up spoilers as you're watching, uh, yeah, as you're watching it, right?" Um, but yeah, this is our last one before the big the big two, and there's one in between, right? Captain Marvel's in between. Ant-Man I always forget. And Wasp is in between, and Ant Man and Wasp is also. Um, but yeah, Thor Ragnarok, it's great. It's hilarious. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I watched it as well last week and there's, there's nothing uh, wrong with that, that show. It's... Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. A hundred percent. Playing Jeff Goldblum. Tur- it's all he's doing, right? Yeah. It's, it's Jeff Goldblum turned up to 11. I mean, we also I... watched a bunch of, um, YouTube behind the scenes stuff with, uh, um, Taika Waititi. Oh yeah, and he's great. He's so great. His like him improvising all this stuff, adding in all these new lines, and he's doing weird stuff as um as Korg. Korg. Yeah. So Korg is is one of my favorites. The um yeah, his just lines are just so out there. Like I love the part about, you know, the pamphlets and the revol- revolution and like what is what is this whole thing? One of my favorite lines from all of uh Ragnarok is when Thor is in prison and talking to Loki. Loki's a uh, uh, like a hologram or whatever projection of himself, and mm-hmm. then he he leaves. Loki leaves, and all of a sudden, out the side of the camera, Kor comes running and punches the air and says, "Piss off, ghost!" <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, ghost. Yeah, that was, and that was like good. some of the lines I was quoting in our in our chat, and they do um, they do Doctor Strange, and I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember Doctor Strange, and I think that's because I it was one of those that I was up there for the beginning, like mm-hmm. just the the first twenty minutes, like eating dinner, and then we were doing game night or recording a podcast or something, and they finished it without me. And so I was like, "Did you guys watch Doctor Strange?" And they're like, "Yeah, we we saw it. We watched that one." And, so, so she knew who who this guy was for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, so the, Earth has wizards now. Has wizards now? Yeah, or he's uh. When he's moving around, and he drinks the beer. That was really good. And he, I mm-hmm. forgot my umbrella. 
And he's like, oh, so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah, that, that show, that, that movie is uh, really, really unique. I think it's the, the director did that. So he, you know, he's like the James Gunn of, of his, his area. James mm-hmm. Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. uh, Taiko Waititi with, with this one. Um, and he's going to make the next one, Love and Thunder, which is, which is good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I um, was it? That's the one where he did Get Help, too. Like, I'm not doing Get Help. I hate get help. <laughs> get help. My brother's yeah. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Or, or random Matt Damon cameo. Right. 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 Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh God, that's, that's so good. I guess that's, we're going to get an expanded thing. They're having them back again for the theater troupe in the next movie. Nice. Yeah, which should be good. Yeah. Uh, it, it, um, it, it ends. I mean, it's got, it's got uh, so many cool scenes in it too. That's one of those things that's, full of humor but so many cool scenes like it just goes into a serious battle with when it's the hulk and thor and that goes into the, the end has a serious battle when he like activates his superpower you know his mm-hmm. his uh lightning stuff and right and then you know you get a big serious thing where bruce banner jumps off the side of turning the hulk and he just flops down on the bridge and you're like <laughs> this show just <laughs> pulls me back and forth every second <laughs> right so so yeah. crazy um, yeah, so I, I really liked that. Even watching it again was really good. I, I would say Thor and Thor Ragnarok was better than Thor and any of the in-game stuff. Like, as Fat Thor. Like, Fat Thor was great. Fine, he was a little bit of a thing. But I liked Thor in Ragnarok. That character, he was much better. He was funnier, lighter-hearted. You know, pretty awesome. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, speaking of Marvel, today dropped uh, the new, the big, the next big movie. And while Black Widow is coming out, Obviously, mm-hmm. it'll be a big one this summer. That's it's a prequel, and it sure it'll have some ties to whatever's going to happen in the future. But it's not going to like set the path forward, right? Um, right. I mean, yeah, because we know what happens to Black Widow. Right. Uh, but the the other big one that's coming out is the Eternals, and that one mm-hmm. is definitely going to. And they had a trailer today. Did you get a chance to watch that? I did. Yeah, it starts. That trailer starts off very serious. For a second, I thought I was watching a DC uh, yeah, right, yeah. Um, movie trailer with some more, some more Zack Snyder action. I, but, I, don't, um, I, I don't know. I think the one of the the, uh, the lady who won a Emmy Oscar, one of those things, uh, for her last direct uh, directed movie, it directed this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you know, I, I don't know any of the people at the Oscars. Uh, <laughs> right, but, right. But I, I know that after it was the Oscars were over, she won like best director or something this mm. year, uh, and then they got her doing. And, and I remember during the Oscars, like, and she's doing the totally different genre with superheroes with the Eternals. So she does drama stuff, I guess. Uh, so sure, it, it, okay. I don't know what it's. I don't know what it's going to be like. We've talked about the Eternals on this show. They've they've changed their their storylines. So many times over time, it's yeah. Like, we, what they're going to pick? We talked about this when some we had somebody, either Fox or Justin. It could have been either one because they're both comic guys. Justin, maybe a little more so. Um, are they? What's What's the deal with these? these well, I mean, Is, can you give me like the, a? It's it's in, inconsistent, but second. overall, the most consistent thing is that they're eternal. They're They've lived for. They've been on Earth forever. No matter what incarnation writer has written them, generally they are uh, have been on Earth forever, and they. So are, they're. When you say they're eternal, you mean they're immortal. 
they're immortal. Right. Yeah. Okay. They, they, so then when, when a new, when a new, uh, um, I almost said showrunner, when a new writer takes over the comics, do they change time periods? No, they kind of just rewrite them. Like, I mean, okay. it's, it's really weird. Sometimes do they, comic books, but do they, tra- I, do they, are, do they travel in time or are they fixed no, no, they, forward they tra- in time they're, they're, like all yeah, the rest fixed. of us? They go with the rest of us. Okay. It's um, so I, I, I may be wrong in this because I'm kind of new to the Eternals thing, but in general, the way I remember perceiving the way the Eternals comics have gone is that they're like limited run stuff where they will do okay. like usually have a year or two of a series and then they just stop them. I don't know if it's because okay. of lack of sales or they already get it's, it's planned that way or whatever. But I know that every time I hear the Eternals come out, they're only out for a very short run. Like I said, maybe a year or so. And then they stop. They they discontinue them. And then it'll hmm. be several, several years before they launch them again. And it's a completely new creative writing team and a completely new thing. And then they just launch them as if they had just their brand new. And okay. And, and they, they kind of like do the MCU type thing where they cherry pick what they think are the essences of what the Eternals are and then start again. Uh, right. So that's why I said it's hard to, I don't really know what, uh, which incarnation they're going to try and sure, make you think. Sure. Some of the characters are, I will say some of the characters are pretty consistent. Um, I, I am into the new Eternal series that came out. I think it's like on issue four, maybe, maybe issue five right now. And I really, really do enjoy it a whole lot. Um, but I, 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 what I get from it and kind of reading some Wikipedia stuff is it feels like the actual characters are pretty consistent. It's like Iron Man is still Tony Stark and all the Iron Man reincarnations of things. Right. Um, okay. Sure. He's still, he's still a flamboyant playboy, right. Mm-hmm. No matter what. And I, and I think that's what I get going back to this trailer is that, so the Eternals in a nutshell have lived forever I believe that they are Cree, uh, or, or sorry, they're Cree experiments. Um, I see that those Cree are the ones from Captain Marvel, yeah, and uh, the alien people, and not the not the shapeshifters. Not the no, those those were the, they the fought scroll. against the shapeshifters. Correct. The Cree are the blue ones. The blue ones, correct. And they, <laughs> I, I know in the comic books, the official story goes they came back and they experimented on humans, and made these super beings, the first super beings on earth. Um, okay. and then left them here as like a colony to, you know, to watch them grow and do type stuff. And mm-hmm. that's the beginning, general beginning of them. So they've always kind of been here now in some stories. Um, they, uh, they do intermingle with humans in other right. time, in other storylines, they explicitly don't. Um, the, like they're, the, they the just, trailer implies this is going to be one of those where they do. Yeah, but, but it also trailer implies that like that they haven't. I don't know. Oh, the, la- the lady says like we never. Selma Hayek says something like we always stay out until now. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't know. The trailer's mixed because then they show them interacting with everybody. So I I don't know what, what the deal is there. Uh, I will say yeah, this. Maybe. Here's something that is kind of important to know that they don't even okay. mention in the trailer is All that right. along with the uh, the Eternals at the same time was created another kind of race called the Deviants, and the Deviants are another experiment that the Kree did. And they're I've basically seen some of those on on the dark corners of the internet. I think 
<laughs> right, they're cosplay deviants. No, the deviants are basically mon- they come in all different forms, but mostly monsters. Okay, they're okay. they're bad guys. And uh, the big thing here to know is that Thanos is a deviant. Mm. So that that gives you an example of while Thanos was from Saturn, whatever he's his race is an offshoot of the deviants. Um, so they and they are definitely the the enemies of the Eternals. So a lot of the Eternal comic books have dealt with uh, deviants trying to do bad things on Earth, and the Eternals are always trying to fight them and keep them away, but trying not to interact with humans. Right? Sure. Or, or interact with them without being superpowered type people. And where they right. have, sometimes they get put in history. Like there is one girl yeah. who's played by Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Her mm-hmm. character's name is Thena. And she has was in history as Athena, the Athena. Greek goddess of wisdom. Right, right. Um, so she kind of is Athena, but not really the Athena. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So, and and her character is kind of like that. She's very warrior lady. She kind of, if you look from the trailer, you can see that Angelina Jolie looks like she could be called Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Right? And you're like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and some of the characters are the same way. Like when you'll see, probably see, um, it looked like from that trailer. Um, what's the the fella's name from Silicon Valley? He's super ripped now, handsome Indian fella. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Camille Nan- yes. Nanciati. Yeah, that yeah. that guy. Some, like, I'm I'm butchering that pronunciation, but right. So he look. It looks like they're doing the same thing. Like he he's playing. I think Kango is who he's playing, or Kingo. And he looks to be like integrated with the Indian culture type thing. So he's been involved in that. Uh, so yeah, they, they, it looks like they, you know, they live forever and they can die, but they get reborn in like a reincarnation chamber. And mm-hmm. they have, and, and one of the, another interesting character that is also shown many times in the trailer is a character named Sprite. And she is a kid about 12 years old. And stays that age. So she is thousands of years old, but she's in the body of a 12-year-old. It, hmm. I don't know. I can't remember why they explain why she doesn't age past like everybody else. But Okay. That, uh, that happens that. a lot in anime. Yeah. So you'll be... The Sprite will be... And she kind of has a carefree attitude. Some of the... It's neat. The sure. thing about the Eternals, which I don't want to go on much longer on this thing, but the... The thing exciting for me about the Eternals, and which this trailer doesn't tell us much about until kind of the end, is that they all have very distinct personalities that are very, very uh, easy. Like they describe them in the comic books, like straight out the bat. This is this is what Athena is like and who she is, and she's been this way forever. She tries to change her personality every like hundred years ago, but basically, you always come back to who you are, right? Mm-hmm. And every person in this family, this weird family. Um, is a very distinct personality um, from each other. And they know who each other is. You're always the trickster, right? You're always the bad guy. You just always are, right? Or you right. are always the, the, the hero, go get him, noble warrior guy. That's, that's who you are, right? Sure, yeah. Um, and then, so you, you get these different characters and you put them all together and they're going to live forever and they have to live with each other and they have lived with each other. So... Um, you know, you, you get somebody who does something wrong, you know, the big hero noble warrior guy is going to come on because he's done it a hundred thousand times before. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then you're going to have conflicts with this other person. Um, so yeah, it, that's really interesting. And I think that interplay is what's going to be hopefully at the center of this is, that, you know, how they interact with each other and humanity. And the big question people are asking is, okay, why didn't they come for Endgame? Why, why was they not involved in? Right. Clearly, this seems like a, a time they would want to be. And I have a feeling they'll they'll talk about that like right off the bat. They'll have some reason. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be it'll be like that's why they're gonna I don't know announce themselves to the world or whatever. But the trailer looks cool, right? It's got mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. epic it's spanning some, kind of weird. It's got stuff. some names in the cast as we mentioned. They do, and I think uh, like Angelina Jolie looks amazing. I I can't said her name three or four times already, but she looks amazing. She's playing Thena, who is like this warrior goddess you know, total badass. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Angelina's what in her fifties. So gotta be something, something like that. Right. To- totally awesome. That's, you know, that, that girl can get it. She's amazing. Um, and then Selma Hayek, her voice over seems like she's the leader of the group ish. Mm. Seemed, seemed to work. Right. That sounds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got, got a good leader in there. So yeah, I'm, I'm happily excited for a new Marvel thing. I think everybody is. It's going to be in November, right? So we're, we get some Spider-Man action, or sorry, Venom action, Spider-Man action, some Black Widow action, and then Eternals. So yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So switching over, okay. I watched um, I watched the the new. It's kind of a Marvel ish thing because uh, Dave Bautista is Drax. I watched uh, Army of the Dead. Um, on Netflix. We talked about that a little bit last week. That's, um, yeah. So did, did that turn out to be a Bruce Campbell zombie? No, um, I think it's, I think Sam Raimi thing. I think it's different. So I kind of, I didn't look too much into it because I know you and I weren't sure about how their relations are. Mm -hmm. Um, I, that, now that was army of the dark, army of darkness is the army of darkness was, was yeah, evil dead right evil dead three or something right yeah and they had dawn of the dead which was a ramiro yeah that's a standard standard right george romero yeah george romero and i think army of the dead is supposed to be a sequel to that i see okay but it's weird because there is that army of darkness Right, and, right, and, right. And I only read a little bit because I didn't read a lot, a lot, but a little bit. Zack Snyder made this Army of Darkness. Oh, and yeah, right. That's what I said. But I guess he was. Like, Do the his, humans all die? Uh, I, it, I guess the original. Is it thing bleak? Is, is, is that that he? Oh, kind of a little bleak, yeah. I mean, it's about zombies, <laughs> but I guess his his is like, it his home genre is horror. I guess. So, I sorry, know. you probably said this, but is this a movie or a series? It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's uh. I watched it. Um okay i mean i i'm not a zombie person <laughs> in general sure sure so, so but i you know occasionally watch some here and there um there's lots of action it's mainly just action i think batista's great he really was i mean he's just sure. he kind of like feels like he did he's in a better movie than most people right he just you saw him in um 2049 blade runner right remember that he was in there just for a short bit just in the in the opening sequence yeah yeah and he plays he does very actiony things but he plays a like kind of an intelligent person or a normal person that has character or person that's how this one is like he's playing a like an actual character a, a person that's believable 
And okay. whereas some of the other characters on the cast are just like caricatures, right? Of what you mm. might think put in a zombie movie, right? I see. Um, so Batista does, definitely feels like he's in a different type stuff. Story is that uh, Vegas was where the outbreak happened and they walled off the city and all the zombies in the world are only in Las Vegas. Sure. And it's, and it's surrounded and they're going to nuke, the, they're going to, the president has decided they're going to nuke the city and kill it all, burn them all. Uh, but a guy comes in and says, hey, I'm hiring a team to go in and like get $200 million out of a vault in one of the casinos. And sure. I want you to go get it for us. You got two days before they nuke the place. So it's a zombie heist movie. It's exactly what it is. It's, it's a zombie, but heist in the loosest tense. I mean, they're definitely doing that, but I don't want to put it in a genre of like Ocean's Eleven or anything like that. It's, it's no <laughs> I mean, there are, there are bad heist movies like yeah. Ocean's 12 and 13. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So now I, I will say this. Overall, it is a fun movie. That is good and it has great action and good scenes. It's got it's got like zombie society. It's one of the things they kind of introduce that there's like, hey, some of these zombies actually think. Um, okay. Okay. And they, they think and they have a hierarchy and there's like a king and a queen and they have goals and then plans and stuff like that, which is interesting. That was very interesting. Usually, um, yeah. I mean, that's been done quite a bit with vampires. Right. But not not a lot i know as you guys were talking about it in the chat i was reminded of course of the cw series i zombie yeah um which i used to recommend really strongly to people and then i ended up not finishing it so it's hard for me to recommend now but in the later seasons of that show when the existence of zombies becomes public which is a whole like that's the whole thing like you were talking about with yeah. the Eternals or is common in vampire stories like yeah. the world has to stay hidden from the mainstream. Otherwise, well, they have reasons in the show, but the reason for the fiction is so that it can still be set in the real world. Right. Yeah, like right. they're here, but they stay hidden. So people yeah. don't know about them like Men yeah. in Black or Doctor Who or any of that yeah. stuff. Um, and... In later seasons of iZombie, when zombies become public, they all are in Seattle and they wall off the city and they have similar kind of kind of challenges. But the the unique hook of that series, and that's based on a comic, I think an image comic yeah. or image image or dark no, not dark horse. I don't know. Anyway, it's based it on a comic. Like horse, yeah. Um some of the high points of the of the property are similar between the comic and the TV show, but still uh, a handful of things have changed. It's made by um, Rob Thomas, not the Matchbox 20 guy, but uh, <laughs> okay. the guy who worked on um, and maybe even created uh, um, Veronica Mars. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, but the the twist in that one is... Um, not only are the zombies, they're basically just people. Like, as long as they keep feeding, as long as they keep eating brains, they stay um, sentient, right? They stay intelligent. Um, it's it's only when they starve for a while that they become... Um, like mindless. You know, mindless, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but the... Um, 
the twist is that when they eat brains like directly from one person you know yeah. like a, a piece of one person's brain they pick up like memories and personality traits of that person for a certain amount of time and the mm. protagonist in that series uses that ability to help solve crimes because she oh, works right. in the yeah, police right. station as a as a um a mortuary doctor well i could say this one's anyway. nowhere near that sophisticated the the, the this is more like they communicate through grunts and yells and barks. <laughs> nice, it's nice. not like that at all. I mean, it's like they're still monsters, right? I, I don't know if you ever saw I Am Legend with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, but, years ago. Yeah, and, and that one, like, he clearly is trying to rescue someone. You can get at the end, you feel like it's because he's got, like, his, the main zombie where uh, his daughter or something. It feels like he's, hmm. cause he does moves like the main bad villain zombie thing does a in that show does a like a protective move where he puts her behind it to protect her right and you're like oh there's this is there's something happening here or he'll he'll right. scream at the other zombies and they'll all kind of shrink down like they're subservient to him same thing happens here it's that kind of a thing like he'll, one so guy it's more when, the room. when you say when you say that there's a queen and stuff you're talking about like like insects like bees and ants yeah, more queens. more like that because there's see, one who's clearly like dressed differently. And should, I I was picturing like like vampires, like there's a zombie court. Oh no, it, it's, it's <laughs> just like a, a king and queen and some dukes and yeah. no, like like zombies okay. in like The Walking Dead are just these mindless things that go around and they're with the only function mm-hmm. to eat brains, right? Uh, in this one, they have those, and those are all they call shamblers, who are the ones that are stupid, and sure. basically they have like piles of them because they are in in Vegas and they're their brains dried out in the sun. So they died sure. just where they're standing. Sure. And they, I like the line on that. They did have a good line that says like, man, you don't want to be here when it actually rains occasionally. Cause then they get rehydrated and they <laughs> all come, come alive. That's um, funny. But yeah, the, so they have your basic zombies, but then they're the one girl and they get in there like, Hey, you guys don't know this. They're like, they got a whole thing going on here with the smart, fast ones that are you know, crazy. Awesome. Um, I see. But anyway, yeah. So that they have that, and that that's interesting. That is interesting. And they go in, and what they're doing is kind of cool and kind of fun, and and they have good, cool zombie scenes. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there is a whole. It's two and a half hours long, which is way too long. Surprise, surprise! This is Zack Snyder. Hashtag Zack Snyder. Yeah. Right, way too long. Um, and they have unnecessary subplots that do mm. not need to be in the show at all. You know, just like a, side stories. Yes, like okay, okay. The 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 main guy. Um, spoiler alert! At the very beginning, he you find you find at the very beginning he has a flashback where he killed his wife, Dave Batista did right because she turned okay. into a zombie, and he oh, does sure. a really good kind of acting scene where he's clearly distraught while doing it, and it's a terrible sad scene. And you're like, oh, I in that one great little acting scene he did here, I get the trauma of this guy, right? Sure. Yeah. And then yeah. you in that same scene you see his daughter also there when it happens and his daughter is like i don't know 18 19 um, okay and she's also in the first couple of scenes so she knows she's around right um and then they meet up when they're going on this heist he's leading this heist right out in the thing and mm-hmm. they put her in there and she's like she wants to come along because she's got a friend who in, is in there. And you're, you're like, oh, my God, this is just stupid. This is totally not. We don't need to go on a side quest to go find this other random person. Mm. And the daughter doesn't need to come. She's completely <laughs> a nuisance. 
you know, mm -hmm. it's it's not the main part of anything they're doing here. Um, and every time they mention her, she's clearly not doing anything that's helping anybody doing anything, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, and then they spend 10 minutes either trying to track her down or deal with her. And then they'll go back to the main story for the most of the show. And then all of a sudden, they're like, where's Josie or whatever? Oh my gosh, let's find Josie again. She's gotten into trouble. And you're like, oh God, this is just mm. terrible. And then, then the heist main story ends about 20 minutes before the, the end of the show. And then, okay. of course, he's got to go and save Josie. I don't know if Josie's her name, but he's got to go out and save her. And you're like, yeah, I can pretty much just end this right here. Like, the main story <laughs> is over. Right. I None of this other stuff do I care about or matters. Right? You've already showed the whole movie. Yeah. Um, so, and I talked to Justin. He's the same way. He's like, yeah, there's so many little subplots in that thing that if you cut it out, you're going to have a 90-minute movie. And it's, and it's totally great. It's a great mm -hmm. little zombie movie. All the rest of these are like total. All those other things are totally grown worthy. Sure. Yeah. So again, Zack Snyder clearly feels he doesn't need an editor in life. Right. Um, right. And people are um, giving him his, his way. Speaking of movies that were not great. I don't know. Mom thought it was all right. Uh, we watched a movie called Burnt. Okay. It is uh, Bradley Cooper. Okay. And uh, Sienna Miller, who I don't even know why I know her name, but um, I don't think. Oh, I was like, I know there was somebody else in it. Um, uh, the guy who plays Baron Zemo. Uh, oh, wait, you just watched another show with him, the racing show. Yeah, yeah, the racing show. That's why I was. I wa We wa I watched this movie with. Um, sarah and my youngest sister and my mom and i was like yeah we saw this he was in that movie rush with with chris right. hemsworth and they're like what we didn't and i'm i think i watched that with dad and andrew so i was like completely <laughs> different so now you're watching uh, um baron zemo and rocket raccoon is that what you're, you're doing yeah yeah that's what we're <laughs> doing so uh this movie is like a less fun version of chef oh, um chef was pretty fun yeah, I liked Chef a lot. Um, the The setup of this story is Bradley Cooper is a chef who worked in France, uh, probably Paris, and had to, I don't know, it's not really clear whether he went to jail or went to rehab or whatever, but he, you know, went too far with drugs and alcohol and had to do some kind of penance, so he was out of the cooking world for two or three years shucked a million oysters or something literally <laughs> um they had this on and i was playing wow in the back so i was mostly listening to this movie but um he's back and wants to get his third michelin star and he's in london now instead of paris and he burned a bunch of bridges so there are all these people who hate him he apparently like released rats into somebody's kitchen right before they were going to get reviewed or something and got them shut down for six months it's like he pissed a lot of people off and it has a lot of swearing for a bradley cooper movie yeah and every time bradley cooper talks about maybe not every time but several times when he talks about abusing drugs 
I don't believe him at all. It sounds like a like a middle school teacher at a at a Christian private school describe, life. <laughs> describing like I think he says injecting instead of shooting up. And I'm like, I've n- literally never heard anyone talk about heroin as injecting. That's, that's not describing it in a clinical way. Like, you know, and I don't know, right? Like, I've never done heroin. All I know is is portrayals from other TV shows and, and movies. But I'm like, I don't buy this at all. I don't know if it's not written well or I just don't buy Bradley Cooper uh, as this as this character, but that was kind of off-putting to me. Um, and like the food parts of it were all good. It was all, you know, kind of mm-hmm. high class, uh, European cuisine with the really small portions. It's again, kind of the opposite of chef with the Cuban sandwiches and yeah. And all that kind of stuff. But, um, how did, how, what, what, what is it with, like, I can only assume that the good chefs in the world are complete jerkwads. Like, obviously, we know Gordon Ramsay. He's the, he's yeah, the that's that's that. that's the distinct impression that this this character gives off. Like, he's, and I don't know. That's what I said. But I think Hollywood does a lot of those, right? Like, is that a normal thing in cooking? I guess I don't know. I've watched some cooking shows, and and I guess head chefs are jerkwads but i mean they, I, is that like a normal thing for head chefs are they just yeah i don't jerks i don't know it probably depends on how how high the stakes are at at what you're doing like if you're you know in this place and you think you're about to get reviewed by michelin um uh members or whatever um or or something like it's definitely you know i've never worked in a kitchen so i don't know Definitely right. most most of the media gives off this um you know, this sort of stereotype. Though I don't remember I don't remember John Favreau's character being like the only time that he like r- was really upset was when he went off on that critic. Right. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I think I don't John remember Favreau's him being him, you know, and I mean that's definitely the way that this Bradley Cooper character is through most of the movie. Like he Yeah. This is sort of a spoiler, but he calms down a little bit at the end but for most of the time it's just like this um this highly competitive like if you picture um boy the best example i have is is video game related but like very very high-end rating or esports where you have like the person in charge is is borderline abusive but it's it's just on the it's just in the game like it's not it's not personal. It's just very demanding, very extreme. Um, that's how this was like, like he was just, you know, while they're cooking, he was just very mean to his, and I say mean, but like very demanding, very intense. Um, yeah. To all of his, I mean, they're that stereotype is definitely, I I feel kind of bad about, you know, the chefs that aren't like that. They were watching these like, or maybe they're all like, oh, yeah, man, it's exactly like all the guys I know that are head right. chefs. you, you got to be complete yeah. jerkwads. Uh, because um, even even in Chef, Favreau's character, I think at the beginning that was what they were kind of getting at, was that he's he's had a long history. It's the reason it led to his 
his divorce. It's, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he's, he's kind of very full of himself type way anyway that he does the best. And yeah, in all the cooking shows that it all seems to be this whole, you know, uh, what is it? Tortured soul that you, that you can't get out your, your artwork in, unless you are in complete control of things. And I don't know. I mean, I've watched iron chef a lot. That's about my extent of stuff, you know, sure. Sure. Back in the nineties or something. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you, like I said, you see the Gordon Ramsays where they just scream and, and yell at people, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know what kind of kind of. But I also seen you know, there's a lot of travel channel shows where they they talk, they just love things or or whatever. It is a weird, it is a weird thing that in kitchens that they have like sous chefs and secondary chefs and third chefs that that there is a a man in, or woman in charge, and then everybody else is subservient slaves to them. That is such a weird environment i i work in my thing but we work as a team and we have like a manager right who manages right. things and we all do mm-hmm. our type stuff and they're a project leader or whatever but they're not like czar king dominant person of everything that's going on right like kitchens are yeah seems. yeah i mean it's um you know there are a lot of things in cooking that are very time sensitive right like yeah. everything time and and heat right and all that has to be has to be just so especially at that very high end like three star michelin um things where people are paying hundreds thousands of dollars a plate um, yeah yeah you know so i i get that um but so, so overall you said you you would not recommend the show though not, i mean chef, it, it was it was fine but yeah chef was a much more enjoyable movie it wasn't it wasn't terrible but yeah it was just okay. I, I, I think, I I think most of the thinking. reviews give it about six out of ten, and I would, I would wow. put it somewhere there as well. I, I, I realized when we were talking about those like odd shows, I, Sid and I did watch after I watched The Army of Darkness the next day. We went and watched Zombieland 1 and Zombieland 2, and, and I won't review those, but they were that was really fun. Those are totally different things. They're comedies with Woody Harrelson and mm-hmm. uh, Mark Zuckerberg. I can't remember that guy's the actor's name. Um you said played, Zuckerberg, and now he played um, Zuckerberg in yeah, and he played Lex Luthor, uh, evil Doctor Facebook. Yeah, that guy. Uh, we watched we watched those on two days. Uh, it was funny. We we led into it because I I left uh, Amazing Spider Man two on when Sid was in the living room painting, mm-hmm. and so she inadvertently accidentally watched Amazing Spider Man two, which she'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emma Stone is in that, mm-hmm. and and she's pretty good in that. Yeah. And I think Sydney liked her on that. So I sneakily put on Zombieland and she's in that. Mm-hmm. So Sid enjoyed that one. And then we enjoyed the second one. So uh, that's, a, that's a fun zombie movie to, to watch. I, I, I had forgot that think... that's what I did this weekend. Was we watched four hours or three hours of that. I don't know that I've seen the second one yet. I feel like I must have. but I watched it backwards. I It was the summer that Sid was gone. And I yeah, went to a movie I remember to you watch saying a random that. thing. Yeah. So and I liked it so much, and I so I went and watched the first one now, and I, I like them. They're just really fun. They're yeah. complete. You know the word we used? Goofy. We used right. the word goofy, yeah. which was just great, good, right? Um, so anyway, yeah, we 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 did uh, we did some goofy stuff of that. Um, hey, so speaking of goofy, um, we were. Have you watched uh, many episodes of this season's Mythic Quest yet, or even the the mid in between? I was gonna. Stuff? I was when you were talking about all the people working for a crazy 
czar dictator. I was going to segue <laughs> into Mythic Quest. Um, yeah. I've I've seen the first two episodes. Did you uh, Did you watch the in between season stuff like the COVID? I didn't. Um, oh, I have watch to, I have, to I have to go and find that where it's it's probably on YouTube or something. Yeah, you, you should you should definitely watch those. Those are great. I mean, you see in the season two episodes one and two, you see. Um, oh, I wish I could remember his name. He's the writer guy. Yeah. Uh, F. F. Murray Abraham. Yeah, right. Yeah, you see him uh, on video, and he is also in video on the um, uh, the COVID sessions. On the first mm-hmm. one, on the first, COVID, they're all, they all are, but on the second one, uh, he he's he's mainly on that. So it, it kind of translates directly into the season. Uh, sure, which is great because yeah, he's an older guy, and you know, obviously, they wouldn't want the actor to come and endanger himself in any kind of thing, right? Uh, testing or not. So that was pretty great that they still let him be a part of the show through video and it works right i think it's hilarious mm-hmm. when he's doing it. so what do, you, what do you think so far of the season it's pretty good it's you know a lot of the same kind of um you know the characters are yeah. kind of similar like you're still poppy dealing with her uh insecurities and ian being ian and uh, I, I still it's so hard for me like his name is Ian instead of Ian. My middle name is Ian, spelled the same way. Oh right, yeah. Right. So, so one of my middle names. And it's one of those things where you're like, is that like who did that? Did the parents do that, or is that him? And knowing I that character, I, I that's probably one. him. Yeah, I watched season one, and there's a quick throwaway line where he says, "My dad's name was Ian." Oh, so, okay. So he's, he's like, uh, "My name's not Ian. The... My dad's name was Ian." It's the it's the young Frankenstein bit. It's like no no it's it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. It's like it's it's pronounced Igor. I like um, I want you always want to hate the character of Ian right, but he always has has a redeemable quality and and line. And I know that that actor is the showrunner and is the writer and director and the whole creative person. That's him. Um, So he's he's doing exactly what what he wants to do, which is also really great because it, it feels like he's so self-absorbed, narcissistic, arrogant thing. And you feel poppy the whole time, even first or second season. But mm-hmm. then he comes around and you're like, Oh, he doesn't come around. I guess he just explains himself better. Right. Right. I think. And all stuff. I, how you like, uh, Oh, I forget her name. I always forget their names. Uh, there was the assistant. To Joe the producer. Joe, I always love Joe. Yeah, um, yeah. I think she's better with uh, um, Ahmed. Abed. Um, Abed. Yeah. Danny Pudi. Yeah. I don't I, know how I you pronounce that. I like her. I like that she's evil with an even eviler guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> they're still, at least as of the second episode, they're still doing. I. I think, unless this is going to be another weird reveal, they're still doing the thing where the YouTube streamers are too young. Yeah, that is weird. Right? Like, now they don't I, have PewDiePie, right? Is PewDiePie? I know. That's that's a real, a real guy. Uh, no, not in, P- in shoe. Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, in season one, it was a it was a twist reveal. Spoiler for season one that it was Ian's son, but right. and so I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I'm like. This game, this Mythic Quest game, is an MMO. There's nobody yeah. streaming MMOs that's under 30. Like, maybe 25. Right. 
there are definitely no like middle schoolers. Middle schoolers are playing Minecraft and Fortnite, Fortnite and yeah. I don't know, probably something new that I don't even know about. But <laughs> right. they're not playing MMOs. Right. I, I think that was just their op- it's always been their opportunity to hate on Twitch streamers in general, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, they yeah. did a thing in season one where the one tester girl was going to be a streamer, but now I don't remember where that story. Oh, she went. was. They ended up like she got outed as like being working for the company and empo- as being a pro. Uh, yeah, an employee. Right. right. Yeah. The um, I went recently went back and watched season one again, and it's so kind of great knowing the spoiler that uh, Pootie Shoe is Ian's son because. Mm-hmm. They tear down Pootie Shoe all the time. Even Ian. Like, oh, he's a real pizza ass. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He really, I'm like, oh, you know it's your son. And he, just, <laughs> he and you know that he's doing this. And he screams at his mom. And he's like, you know, that was uncool, guys. My mom is a great employee. She really is. Right. Yeah. So, so terrible. So um, dumb. So dumb. But, but season season two, actually, is, is pretty great so far. I like, I like this uh, co- co-teamwork that they're doing mm-hmm. um, I, I will say that, that the next episode you're about ready to watch because i saw season three or episode three is is a um uh the setup is that they have this they can't work together with their ideas on the expansion so they have right. decided to make each their own separate parts of the expansion oh. uh, so they're gonna like you make your half i'll make my half and then we won't even talk to each other right um, and the, the the real really kind of great scenes of this is that the producer guy immediately calls out and he's like, "Oh man, this is exactly like my divorce and my parents' divorce." Oh god, mom and dad are getting <laughs> separated. And then every time they kind of interact, he's around and he's like, "Yeah, such they're, flashbacks." <laughs> they're they're doing funny. I mean, from the first episode, they're doing funny stuff with David uh, and him, <laughs> so, like talking to the the community manager or whatever the lady down in the basement the hr lady yeah Yeah, hr that's who she is no uh the (laughs) hr one is um the lady that the the testers keep going to yeah relationship advice i love that i love that she says like she's very she's like you're not gonna report me are you like i would report you to me (laughs) yeah she's really great uh yeah who was yeah the community service lady is the one that you think likes um david david right uh, yeah, they, they, they've got they've got some good stuff with that one. Um, but yeah, the next episode is is that like I said, it seems like a divorce, and it's so great because you're watching them do stuff, and the whole time you're like, all you start to just equate it to a divorce type thing, and then they they yeah. talk about like moving in separate offices, and maybe they'll mm-hmm. be happier. <laughs> I get it, I get what they're doing here. Um, that's, that's funny. Yeah, but but then they have their own thing, and they you know I, I won't spoil any more of it, but it's that's the the setup for it. I really like the show. I think all the all the characters are really fun. Um, the the writing is pretty sharp, uh, pretty mm-hmm. straightforward. Um, so far, my two episode favorite episode. This so great of the whole series, but are the one that doesn't have, have anything to do with them, and that's not kind of a cool thing to say. It's the one with the beat dock and beams. Uh, right from there, we, I mentioned that one, and then the, yeah. and then the in between season one. There's the one with the all video stuff was pretty really really good. Um, but I like the show. Mm. I'm gonna go. I might go watch the, the the new one. It's got that Friday. It's got that Friday release thing. Can't binge watch the whole thing. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you finished um, Shadow and Bone? 
Still not yet. We're getting closer. Okay. We watched okay. another one tonight. Um, we, we're, we're, I think we're going to push for this week because uh, Sid goes to her mom's this week for the summer. So we're going to we're going to try and finish Shadow and Bone. We got to Spoiler Bell somewhere here. Um, there's ev- six, eight episodes. Um, we're through episode six. We finished mm-hmm. episode six. Okay. Uh, um, it's so far my my review of it is. I like the set design and the, the, it's not terrible. Like the characters are pretty good. Um, but I don't know what I think too much about so far about the overall story. It seems kind of one, very too focused, I guess. There's mm. not enough nuance so far. Sure. But it's, you know, girl goes, finds out she's a superhero. Um, and somebody doesn't like her cause they're jealous of her. There's a love triangle. It just feels very on the nose so far. Like I, I'm not. There's nothing unexpected that's happening. Put it that right. Way. Um, and you know. Oh, then she finds out so far that he's the he's a villain. Okay, big surprise there. That was not a big mm-hmm. surprise at all. Right. Um, right. You're right. And and then she runs away from him, and he's gonna hunt her down. Okay. None of this seems very new so far. But but I do right. like the set design and the production values of it are really pretty good and. Uh, the magic stuff's pretty neat. Um, the, the actors aren't terrible. It's just, you know. No. It, it, it feels like yeah, a book it, written for teenagers. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty just okay. Yeah, yeah formulaic, I guess. I, th- I, think I, said, I think I said last week I watched a couple episodes with my youngest sister, and she was like, it's not unwatchable. Yeah, right. Same thing. Yeah. She's 21, so I'm like Yeah. Yeah. It's not ter- I agree. It's like it's not bad. Yeah, it's just I I have a feeling that when I'm done watching it, I'll forget about it. Yep, Is, for you know, sure. What I mean? For sure. I, like, I, I won't unless I know you've seen it already, but in the, unless in the next two episodes they give me more interesting things to want to <laughs> go towards. I can honestly, right now at this point, I don't really care about the fold going away. I, I just really don't. Right. It, it, it feels to me like no one is really bad because it's, they're not showing me that one side is really hard, hard knock times because of the fold. They're just yeah. two separate countries living on two separate sides that sure they were part all one United States of America at one point, but now they're not, you know, Mm-hmm. No big deal. Just you know, form a different country. It's, it seems like not a big deal anymore. That that fold. I have a feeling probably in the books it was more an oppressive thing, but you know, just doesn't seem like it's an important thing. Yeah. Anymore. Who knows? Yeah. You know. So unless they give me a, a drive, season one maybe all there is. All she wrote for me. So mm-hmm. uh, I will say in the, la- in the last couple of minutes we've got. I did watch a. Just wanted to give a quick nod that I watched uh, Hulu's Modoc, which is. Uh, hmm. Notable because it is. Is that an animated? It is like claymation. Okay, that's right. Like robot My, chicken. Type. Andrew said it. It seemed like like a high budget robot chicken. Yeah, right. It's that's good kind of analogy for it. It's um, yeah, it's claymation ish. So, um, and it's uh, mature audiences. There's lots of blood and guts and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, they use swear words and things. Um, so it's it's cool. Though. The, the, the notable thing I wanted to bring it up for is because it's on Hulu. Modoc is a Marvel character okay. know, from Disney. 
Yeah, it's yeah. not on Disney Plus. Uh, th- this is what Disney has kind of hinted at for a long while since they acquired Fox and all of the Fox properties is that yeah, they may just Hulu is part of Disney now, right? Uh, yes, Fox owned controlling stock in Hulu. Okay. They don't own all of Hulu because like even NBC owns parts of Hulu. I see, right? I see. So and they own the Peacock channel. So there's other people who own Hulu. Um, but Disney owns the the controlling interest in it. Controlling share, sure. Yeah. So so anyway, and ABC is a lot of their shows. Is, that's a that's a fully owned Disney company. Um, but anyway, they were they have kind of hinted that they would put their more adult kind of themed, um, not say shows, but like Marvel or Star Wars or things like that. That were Deadpool is an example. Like they own Deadpool now. Mm-hmm. They won't mm-hmm. stop making Deadpool because it'll probably make them a lot of money. But mm-hmm. it, I wouldn't expect to see Deadpool movies on Disney Plus. On the Disney brand, yeah. Right. It'll probably be over on Hulu and have a different kind of, you know, branding for it. Sure. Um, and that's that's what this MODOK is. You know, it's got um, Patton Oswalt is the voice of the main character. Uh, okay. And it is definitely a comedy. Um, like an e- the evil guy is evil. What's an evil guy that has a family type thing? Hmm. He's the head of AIM, trying to take over the world, and he's got a family at home that, you know, isn't perfect, et cetera, et cetera. Hilarity ensues. Right, right. Um, yeah. So, Ro- Robot Chicken was a good analogy to it. I watched one Maybe episode, I'll... and then I watched the second one passively, and I'm losing interest. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I won't <laughs> check it out then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can watch one one you can watch one and get like oh these are the kind of jokes they're telling okay and, okay you know oh he shot he shot the the random minion's arm off and he's like oh hey i like most my favorite arm you know and it's it's kind of how it, a joke 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 you know sure sure they're just kind of they're almost pat oswald jokes right uh, right yeah so they're fine uh yeah so modok modok interesting all right. Totally well, we're belongs on Hulu. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, um, we have just a few minutes left, but we were we were talking off the air, and I think we're going to start doing a weekly movie again. Um, we yeah. don't have another poster. We tossed around some other ideas, and um, I'll give this information later. But if you, the listeners, have suggestions for anything you think we would like, or would make for interesting conversation definitely let us know um we're going to start with uh just some ideas from the two of us things that we remember think maybe are noteworthy maybe um some things that would have gone on our personal hundred movie bucket list um or in my case a lot of the things on my list are either uh things that i saw or watched a lot in my youth that I want to see if they hold up or things that I've heard about from various places, um, you know, podcasts and things that I listened to and uh, was interested in watching just myself. And I thought, you know, might make interesting yeah. conversation. And, and you, and you had said when we were talking about this kind of listen for the listeners that I, I liked your, your concept of you had going through the poster thing had this, um, I don't know, method of kind of evaluating things where it was based on this is a slot of a genre or a type of movie that they put in here. And this yeah, is the it's, best of it. it's from the idea of like, 
I look at the poster and I say the only comic book movie on this poster is uh, The Dark Knight. At yeah. least there are prob- there's probably at least one more in there that I just don't know about. But the only like overt Marvel or DC thing. Um, and so just from that perspective, I said, if you're putting together, if you're in a group, because I'm pretty sure the poster was done by committee. Um, if you're in a committee making this poster and you're going on the list, like at some point somebody's going to go, we have a hundred movies and there's no X, there's no, um, superhero movie or there's right, no yeah. superhero movie. There's no, uh, uh, I don't know. Or, or they or, wouldn't, or they wouldn't include something because it, they already had a superhero movie. Like that's kind of was right. Your, right. Your thought it, process. It's like, once you have this box checked off, like that just is the way my brain works. I'm like, if I'm trying to compile lists, like, okay, well, I want to get, you know, one, I want to get at least one. And then if I say, okay, just in this, in this genre, in this group, like just in the Tarantino movies or the Coen brothers movies or the Spielberg or the Kubrick movies, like which one's the best. And are there enough best quote, quote unquote, that we can put multiples of them in there? Like, can I choose between, um, Shawshank and Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List. Yeah. N- not really. So I'm going to put them all in there. Right. But there, but the, with that idea, though, I guess what I was saying here is that with that idea, you had mentioned that, you know, there's probably a lot of really good ones that didn't fit in the, those categories. That just so I know you had mentioned didn't that quite something make do, the cut. Yeah. Right. And, and doesn't mean that they're not great superhero movies that are great of all time. Uh, but if you're looking from that mentality of, you can only fit one or maybe two on a, on a poster. Um, then you're missing out on a lot of other good movies as well. Um, for the sake of let's say they also wanted to put a Bollywood movie in. And, and I, I right. firmly don't believe that. Let's say like maybe a superhero movie is, you know, is way better than a Bollywood movie, but it didn't make the cut because it, you know, we already had one. So that being in mind, I think I liked that you had mentioned that, you know, Hey, there's another option we can do for our movie list is, put in other movies that very well could be top 100 type movies, um, but didn't make this specific poster because of that, if, if that was the mentality, I liked that. I like that idea that we're something we can do going forward. So I, this is just a little preview. We had been throwing, you know, ideas around um, for the, the listeners here. And, you know, we're looking at stuff like, um, uh, Little Giants, you know, Rain Man, uh, Joe vs. the Volcano, Sandlot. There's a whole lot of movies here that I think we're we're going to be uh, pitching out. And like Dennis just said, if you've got something that you definitely think that we hadn't been watching but needs to be on there, uh, send us a note because we'll watch it. And you know, hopefully, it'll be something that's that's uh, fantastic and maybe that we hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um. So I want to in in light of of all of that kind of major announcement i do want to kick this off with something that i heard i'd heard of several times and our buddy aaron mentioned it again in chat a couple weeks ago um it's another um kurosawa movie um most well known for seven samurai films he he makes mad films um this one is I've actually started it. Oh, I didn't say the title. It's called Rashomon. Okay. Um, I've started it, but I started it late, and so I'll probably just start it over. 
Um, it is in Japanese with subtitles, and you'll probably recognize the actors. I think at least two of the main actors I recognize from Seven Samurai. Um, I think Kurosawa had his. Oh, so, so it's an older movie. Stable, stable of guys. Yeah, it's older and it's period. It's it you know it's ancient Japan, but it's a little bit. Um, it's it reminds me a little bit of Twelve Angry Men. Um, okay. In the sense that it's it's kind of a a trial, um, you know, trying to uh, trying to determine you know what happened with a, a murder. Okay. Um, and it's it's short. It's I think ninety minutes ish long. So Wait, it's, it's not Kurosawa, and it's short. Yeah. Um, what I've seen does still have his kurosawa's style of 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 a that kind of more relaxed pace what you were talking Mm -hmm. about last week that's that's sometimes common in anime um and might just be a more japanese or or eastern thing where stuff just has time to to breathe and happen almost to the point where as a western viewer i'm like okay I, i i got it there you know this is happening let's let's keep it moving um, but, uh, yeah, I want to check this one out and then we can talk about it next week. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. 1951. Yeah. It's an old it's one. Coming up on a hundred years. That movie. A hundred I mean, years for movies. That's crazy. I mean, that's 30 years from now. It will be 2051. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, I'm just saying that the movies that are like, all, I mean, some of the like vertigo will be here. 100 years not terribly long oh yeah Uh, or um um wizard of oz casablanca those were in the 30s so yeah next next decade a hundred years it's of movies yeah something something occurred to me earlier today and i realized that the what we call the aughts what some people call the aughts were not the last decade the last decade was the teens the last o- decade was the teens. Yeah. The aughts were, yeah. were the decade before that. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. I actually, I do find that it's one of those things about me feeling, feeling I don't feel old about it, but it, it does, brings, it brings time to my mind mm-hmm. when, when, when mm-hmm. I realize that I've lived in this entire century for two entire decades, 20 years, and people born who never saw the, um, uh, you know, 1900s have right. are you know in bars and um, yeah, yeah. I already graduated from high school. I'm the, the kids that are they're in, in in college right now. Yeah, I think I think you're still a couple years away from this, but um, I have been alive more in the 21st century than I was in the 19th century. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's then that freak you out. <laughs> it's close. Like it's only by two years but or a year and a half but that that never occurred to me um before i i I came across that that uh thing i think i'm coming up real close i might have hit it already the i have lived more in bloomington than i've lived anywhere in my life Mm. and that's a a weird thing for me too i've I've definitely lived the most in indiana we came to indiana in 97 so 
it's yeah, that's it's it's weird when you think of perspective. I think it's one of those things. It's an older thing. I when you start to have time perspective on stuff, but um, you know, I I I remember. I guess what it is is when you're younger, you remember from ages one to twenty as taking forever, right? Like right. So mm-hmm. long, but then from twenty to forty goes by in an instant. It feels like. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you know. I think you. As you get older, you experience fewer new things, which is true. And, part, and you also are part of my are, motivation for getting out on the road. And, and true. Seeing, seeing well, stuff. also, it's th- that your time is taken up. Like, I know that when you're true. in high school and elementary and middle school, you remember you find out like you have this thing called bored. I have nothing to do. <laughs> right? You can't, you can't. Your time is limited by other people, your parents or what else is happening and where you can go and what you can do. So, time, you, you're often found left especially when we were kids when you didn't have technology at your fingertips all the time, you had to play Mario again and again and again. And it's the only <laughs> thing you really got. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, or go in the back and dig in dirt because there's just nothing else to do. Um, so, and, and now when you get 20, there's always, there's always something to do. You know, you yeah. can, you can go out or whatever. There, there are too many things to do. Too many things to do. All, all right. right. We got, we yeah. got for this week. We're, we, we're, we're getting old. That's, that's we're the, getting old. That's the <laughs> All right, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 196. Speaking of getting old, we're a month away from 200 episodes. Hey, wild. The, show, the show's getting into the, the, the oldness. Yeah, this podcast's getting old. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News and LRM Online. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, give us your suggestions for movies we should watch and talk about. Um, we have a couple of those from, from listeners already, but always looking for more. Uh, you can hit us up via email. That address is frontporchpod, all one word, at gmail.com. Or go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. Again, all one word. And use the contact forms there. We're also going to post up uh, the list of movies kind of in order, but, you know, always subject to change. Right. Uh, if you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, that always helps. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.